If you go into a full court press, we can't get the ball across half court. Oh we, no! We lose the ball, go straight, and they get the, and they get a layup eventually out of it. Then I'm like, all right, we're up one, with like 59 seconds left. I'm pretty sure we can't blow this. <laughs> what happens? We get the pass picked off, and their short little like six six three, six two guard comes up, does a LeBron James pullback oh, dunk man. to put them up one, and I was like, all right. There's 47 seconds left. <laughs> we could just score we can we can just score a bucket and we're good. Devin Watson dribbles up the court, dribbles off his foot out of bounds. Oh. And I was like, well now we got a freaking foul. Foul their best player. Drills the he drills two of them and I'm like, damn, we're down three. There's like 30 seconds left. It's over. <laughs> Jalen McDaniel gets the ball at the top of the key three point line. He puts it up. He gets fouled from the three point line. Yeah. Makes two of the three free throws. Oh, jeez. We're, we're, we're down one. Okay. Foul the same dude again. He drills, he drills one of them. He drills the first so one. So we just needed two. We missed the second. He misses the second one. We have no timeouts. Sprint up the court. Devin Watson's got the ball. He slips. Oh. On, on, he was in rhythm. He was in rhythm. Oh, like, I'm like, no. it only took, it was like, he has one dribble, one rhythm dribble Away to a pull-up. Up. On the rhythm dribble, his right foot slips out from under him. Oh. And... He like stumbles, gathers. There's two guys on him. He like moves to the side, throws an air ball. Oh. I was like, "What the hell just happened? What just happened? We just blew. Piss we away pissed that game away. Like, we pissed that game away. Like I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, dude. We and welcome were... back. <laughs> I'm actually recording. Oh, you are recording. Oh, oh. hey, dope. Oh uh, well, I'm really upset about it. Anyway, um, well, welcome back <laughs> to another edition of the Safe Sports Podcast. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Nick Ricario. I'm Peyton Smith. I'm Matt Leong. And we just uh, went over Matt's uh, reenactment of San Diego Yes, The SDCU versus Fresno State basketball game. It was an absolute travesty the way that it happened. I really don't. I, and honestly, that was, that was just really put a damper on the day. Put a damper on the day. That was, that was like last week, though. So anyway, so we're back. San Diego, California. It's 72 degrees and sunny outside. It's pretty nice. It's not um, raining. It's not raining, which is super cool. But... We're bringing a kind of a, if you've listened to our podcast before, we're actually going to be changing it up just a little bit slightly to where we're going to be rotating hosts. We're gonna, so there's four of us. We're going to rotate who leads discussion. This week, it's my week. Um, we're going to talk about two big topics. We're going to try to keep it light so that everyone, no matter where you come from, what background, sports background or not, you can follow what we're saying and um, hopefully use what we say or maybe not but if you want to in discussion with whoever you want to and um so you can be a little more well educated about sports so with that said we're going to jump right in um the first topic that we're going to cover today is march madness it is the middle of march the conference tournaments college basketball it's it's college basketball's time of the year it's march it's the middle of march and the conference tournaments are going on and there's a lot of hype obviously around big names who might get drafted and um, obviously there's always upsets, 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 upsets. So selection Sunday, two days away, less than two days away. Um, so the first topic is can our home, can our, can our boys from San Diego state, they play Nevada tonight. Who's currently the sixth ranked team in the country, right? Isn't that right? 14, They're, 14. Oh, they dropped the 14. After we beat oh them yeah, we beat them. That's right. <laughs> Sorry about it to my friends in Nevada. We beat you guys. Um, but you guys beat us. Last week by 30. Um, but we're going to skip over that. Anyway, Nevada playing the 14th best team in the country um, tonight. 
Peyton, Nick, can our boys pull it out? They can pull it out. I think the San Diego State Aztecs can do it. I don't know if they will. Uh, ESPN has them at a 88% chance of Nevada winning. Oh. It's tough. Okay, well, you have to think that they're... Yeah, they're in, they're literally in Nevada's. They're not in Reno, but they're in Las Vegas. So yeah, kind of close enough. The yeah. home crowd's gonna travel well, and as much as the show likes to travel, I think Nevada's crowd is definitely gonna travel more. But it's gonna be reliant. Their state's success is gonna be reliant upon two big players: Jalen McDaniel's, who we all know is gonna probably get drafted, and Devin Watson, fifth-year guard senior. Yeah. Um, I know we just reenacted him slipping uh, with that one rhythm dribble away from. Possibly tying the game. Winning the game. Winning, Winning the, the game. game. Forget tying. He was going to take a three and win it. Yeah. Um, I, I think those are the two. Because if you go back to the game that San Diego State had against Nevada, yes, it was a bunch of team defense, but Jalen McDaniels and Devin Watson were the guys that spearheaded the offense. Although although the, the score was low, those two are the ones that we need, that we need to get going on offense if we stand a chance. I think the second thing... And the second uh, point that needs to be made about San Diego State winning is that they have to play San Diego State defense tonight. They got to play that 2011-2012 Kawhi Leonard defense tonight. We need we need to put some clamps on the Martin brothers, on uh, Jordan Caroline. We need to put the clamps down. I know people are going to be listening to this on Saturday, so this prediction can either be right and we could be in the conference finals tomorrow, or it could be wrong. But Peyton, what's your opinion? Well, I definitely think we can take out the t- we Nevada. Can. We've definitely. done it before. We've done it before, so we've seen it happen. It's just I think the key for San Diego State um, is field goal percentage. I feel like their offense is kind of, you know, not as high powered. Their their team shooting percentage isn't great. They need to, as you said, step up on defense if that's going to happen. But if they really want to pull out with a win. The offensive firepower has to be there. It's got to put pressure on Nevada to, you know, step up a little more on the defensive end to take down their their offensive firepower because they they score almost 10 more points per game than San Diego State. So if they can make them work on both ends of the floor, San Diego State has a good chance of pulling it out again and on a bigger stage. So and obviously everybody's thinking about the tournament, so... Everybody's going to be playing at a high level. Exactly. And, so, and that's the key, right? Because, because, you know, San Diego State we're not in a big conference in the Mountain West. It's a, it's it's like it's like a it's a minor conference. I think what is it? Is that what it's called? Minor. Where, where you're where we're not part of the big like a Pac-12. Well, because there's like the majors, then there's the mid majors, then there's, there's the class. Oh, mm-hmm. oh well, no, I think we're the I think we're a mid major conference. Mid major, and we're a little bit below that because yeah, I, just a smidge. Like, we're like, like yeah. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Okay. Because people know teams in in our in the league. It's like you know uh, Nevada. Nevada. You got Boise, mm-hmm. San Jose State. You have Air Force. So Colorado teams, State, te- yeah. Colorado State, teams that you kind of know mm-hmm. or universities that you are familiar with. Familiar with. So, but you're not a Power Five conference. Right. Um, so when you're not you're not playing really really great teams on a nightly basis like Duke or North Carolina, you have to win the tournament if you're not already ranked. And Nevada's already ranked, so they're gonna make it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a matter of where they'll be. So, in order for San Diego State to make it, they have to win the Mountain West. They have to. That's mm-hmm. their only ticket in. Only way. So, we'll see. They play tonight. So hopefully, I mean, hopefully our predictions are 
decent. I mean, if not, then you know we'll be in Nick's situation where last <laughs> week where he predicted the Lakers would go to the would go to the uh, to the playoffs. Unfortunately, he had to apologize. We're gonna to you're gonna have to have a, a on air retraction. Yeah, yeah, on air retraction, and we don't like those. It's not fun <laughs> to have to do that. But so we we covered San Diego State, which is good. So, but now I I love talking about this because I think it's just hilarious. So this is where we can make the most outlandish comments. But we have, uh, let's let's look at the top eight teams in the country right now, and who's the first out of these eight teams? So obviously, so if you look at the most recent um, standings, which was released, uh, most recent national rankings, which which was released on yesterday on Pi Day. This is week nineteen. <clears throat> this is week nineteen. Um, cool. You have Virginia, Gonzaga, Duke, Houston, Kentucky, Tennessee, North Carolina, and Michigan State. Who's the first out? First out, I'm sorry for my friend Devon back home. First out is Kentucky. I do not trust Kentucky in the tournament anymore. Just from what I've seen in the past couple seasons. They have just really been on a decline. And they're just... They, they're not the same Kentucky they used to be. And I feel like if they get in any seeding, if they're a three seed or anything past that, they're getting taken out by a 14 or 14, 13, 13 something like that. Someone, some random no-name school. Exactly. I could definitely see that happening with Kentucky. I, d- I don't know. I've lost all <laughs> hope and confidence in them. Wow. It's that's, that's tough. Especially with these top eight, it's like there's everyone's so good. Everyone's good. Mm-hmm. See, that's the thing. I've I'm going with Peyton because I remember I know this is early season on. Thank you. But <laughs> I watched the Kentucky Duke game, the first game of oh. the season, and how Kentucky just got steamrolled. Like they they just got they literally got steamrolled, but they're twenty six and five. They've gone twenty six and four since then. So they must be doing something right. But yeah, you're what you're saying is exactly right. Um, what do you call it? Coach Calipari doesn't have these boys playing at the and they don't even have the same star power mm-hmm. as they had in years past. And I know, like, Heinz S2020, when you look at, like, the John Wall, Eric Bledsoe, DeMarcus Cousins lineup, but I don't see anything like that in this year's Kentucky squad. But outside of that team, they're all really solid. I'll be honest, like, not, not to stray away from who's going to be out, but who I'm thinking out of these top eight that can really make a run, Tennessee. I'm, re- I'm really liking um, mm-hmm. Admiral Schofield. Mm-hmm. Dogs, big time. Big time. Um, he's a senior, whatnot. But yeah, I, I'm really liking Tennessee this year. I, they were on top for a fair bit, and they lost a uh, stretch of games. But I think that they can uh, make it to the top. I think Michigan State's first out of the eight. That oh. was my second. I think option. I think Michigan State's out. I think they got. They they'll probably most of these teams. I think we're saying this. It's like oh, are they going to lose in the first round? More than likely not. Most of these right. these top eight teams probably aren't going to lose their first round game. But I think the first of those eight to go is Michigan State. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think the the Big Ten, they they are they are pretty much one of the best teams in the Big Ten, but there are a lot of big dogs in the Big Ten. There oh, yeah. are a lot of great mm-hmm. teams, and I think that the the really Michigan State could be flopped with any one of the top tier Big Ten teams. So I just feel like the Big Ten so concentrated at the top in terms of how good the teams are that it's really just going to depend on like who that first round for that first round matchup is or even that first round after like the second round matchup is because that's going to be even bigger because that's when you get teams who are used to winning in the second round most of the teams in the second round are used to winning and they're used to like you know making big noise come playoff time which is what it is right now 
what I really love about Michigan State is how gritty they play in the tournament. Right, that's they what kind of keeps me keep, from saying I, they're going to be the first one out. They're a very grind, grind heavy team. Like they really work hard for every basket, every possession, and mm-hmm. that's why I said Kentucky over them because I don't see that with Kentucky. Mm. It's their play style doesn't really look similar to me. I mean, Michigan State. Obviously, they haven't had the star power Kentucky has had, but Michigan, the Michigan State teams, they all have that, that every grit single, factor. The grit factor. I think so. it's because the Big Ten is a, is a very, like, it's a it's a hybrid conference where it's not quite defensively minded, but it's not quite, like, high, to, Spread high, high octane mm-hmm. offense. offense. So, and the reason why I'll put Kentucky a smidge above Michigan State is because Kentucky, even though they might be shaky, are do come from a high-octane offense type mm. of coaching style. Mm. So mm. that's where, especially in the tournament, if you can't stop a high-octane offense, you're gonna, it's over. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. You're going to get blown out. That's why ACC teams do so well, because ACC teams are all high-octane offenses. Yeah, they'll, if you, if, once they start getting hot, it's over. Yeah, like most of the ACC, te- the Atlantic Coast Conference teams, if, if you let them get out and run, they could you, you could find yourself getting like 88, 90-something points scored on you yeah. In a, in a blink of an eye. Whereas I don't think I'd see that in the Big Ten. No, so, you can no. see, like, with Michigan and Michigan State, the, the two big Big Ten teams here, you have to think, just look at teams past and, like, how they've played. Like, there's a bunch of grit, at least in their oh, play yeah. style. Like, and even look at the players that have come out there uh, the past year. Mo Wagner, Jaron Jackson Jr. Jaron Jackson Jr. is, like, one a pretty good NBA rookie that plays pretty good defense. You have to think that um, the defensive system that they come from uh, both squads and like exactly what you said about the high throttle offense is uh is that uh the big 10 is just i don't know it's, it's not exactly uh, defensively minded but it's more defensively minded than that then yeah it's more defensively minded than the other power five conferences right. but that's where i see that's the flaw i see though in mm. in, in, ah. in, in, a, in a tournament like this where you're playing off a crowd mm-hmm. when you're playing off the crowd what gets the crowd going is the high octane offense, offense. Right. especially when you get bigger and bigger crowds on a bigger stage. Mm-hmm. Everybody's that's what that's what's gonna happen. Um, but you know, I mean, we're, I'm saying this, but like, then you had that national championship a handful of years ago when like it the 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 winning score was like 39 or something. Like what, it was like was it was that? it was like the do it was like the 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 Butler <gasps> and UConn game or something like that, where the the final score was like literally nothing. Like they scored like no points in the first half. Like. I don't know what oh, it was. 41-53. Yeah, yeah, that was that was the winning score of the national. Of the, okay. the last game of the year was fifty three points. You know who the MVP was that year? Who won it? Was or, it? It was UConn, but you know UConn who, it was Kemba. Yeah, it was right? Kemba. Kemba Walker. That was the year oh, that Kawhi yeah, got Kemba. knocked out. Yeah, that, that's right. got knocked out against Oh UConn. man, we're circling was, back around. That was tragic. Oh man. <laughs> but okay, so I'm glad we covered the fir- the the top dogs on who's first out. But now I think this is a good opportunity to talk about. Good teams that maybe aren't at the top echelon of talent, but who are going to make a lot of noise come March. Who's gonna who is gonna dance for as long as they possibly can and just run off whatever they got? They probably won't win it all. I'm not saying that you have to p- tell me who you think is gonna win it all, but who's gonna win? Who's gonna take out that big number two seed or the big number one seed as we get deeper in the tournament? Mm. <clears throat> you know who I got. Oh man, I think you're gonna steal my pick. Who, who, are, you gonna, who are you gonna pick? No, no, no. I want to hear yours first. Murray State. Murray State. Okay, with John ja Morant. Uh, with yeah, John ja Morant, course. I think there's gonna. Okay, well, first game. First game is against Marquette. 
I think that's very, very winnable. Marquez, what, a five seed? Once people get around John Morant and they see him, because like, I've seen enough highlights to where I want to see him. Like, if, if he oh, comes to town and... He balls. He, he balls out. Yeah. Like, he's dropping triple doubles in college. I, I, if he makes it out of the first round, he's probably going to either play Florida State, who I think is pretty good, or Northeastern. He, he can win that game, too. He can carry Murray State to that team uh, against them, too. And then, the biggest test, which I don't think he could topple, but he'll get far. Gonzaga will probably be waiting for him. Gonzaga? Just to see John Morant against Gonzaga. Like, like who's who's uh, uh, Gonzaga's um, draft pick? They're like the who, who, is it, oh. uh, it's the um, Rui, uh, Rui Hachimura. Rui Hachimura, yeah. Hachimura, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking, to see that matchup, I think because I I think both of them will be decent, if not better in the NBA. John Morant, uh, maybe, but I think Rui Hachimura is pretty good too. To, just to see that on a national stage on the the West semifinals or the what that's the Elite Eight, what is it? that mm-hmm. thirty two or sixty four and then thirty two sweet, sweet sixteen sweet sixteen level. Just even to see that that that'll be epic. Yeah. No, I. My my pick is the same as yours. Really? Just because of John Morant. Yeah. That, that is Wait, who were you gonna pick before, more. or was it John? Uh, it was John Morant. Okay. Murray State. It was just. It had to be because throughout the whole college basketball season so far, you got everybody talking about the big name teams, the main storyline, Zion, and all that going on with Duke and uh, even Tennessee making noise. But all you heard coming from Murray State was John Morant. Everything. No matter no matter what was going on. ESPN was John Morant. Hey, look what he did. Everything. Look what he's doing. And it's that one man has basically carried that that team and that team's name to the tournament. To the tournament throughout the season. So I could definitely see them making a push, especially if they went up against Gonzaga. I am not very tr- trustworthy of Gonzaga in tournaments ever. So they, I know they make it far, but they never, never come out on top, and it's. It's hard for me to see a team if Murray State matched up with Gonzaga like later on Sweet Sixteen like you were saying. I'm taking Murray State. I would I would definitely do it just because it would be a very the matchup the matchup would be good. But Murray State they would feel like at that point going up against a big name team like that like Gonzaga. Oh yeah. I feel like that's triple double for John Morant and high powered offense. That's I feel like he's gonna get rolling. Everybody else is gonna get rolling. It's gonna be a deep run that puts them a, ahead of the whoever they're playing. If it is Gonzaga, they're gonna make like a big fifteen two run and then carry that to the end of the game. That's how I see them taking out a top team. See, see, that's the thing. I think it'll it'll be tough because. I would say they struggled to get out of their own conference. Murray State did. I don't know exactly what conference it was, but I remember looking at the scores of their past games. Um, it's OVC. I don't even know what the conference is. But they won 77-65, 76-74 in the conference tournament. So it was kind of close. 76-74 being the conference semifinal, then 77-65 being the, the conference final. But that's kind of close seeing that we're from where we don't even know where their conference is from. Um, to sh- just to show you how proportionally powerful these teams are. But they're going to go up against Marquette. They'll probably squeak out a win. But if they go up against Florida State, it may be tough. But here's what I think is going to be even harder. I, I trust you with the Gonzaga 
thing with where they're not trustworthy internally. Because I have picked them in brackets. Oh, and, I, and I have failed times. I have <laughs> failed my brackets because of Gonzaga. Definitely. But if they do go up against someone like Washington or Baylor, who are like the the relative tops of their conference, who do have a good system around them, and they're not going to get carried away by the crowd and just run their system, I think they'll actually run into more trouble than uh, Murray State will Bro, run into definitely. more trouble from Washington and or Baylor if they make it past Gonzaga mm-hmm. than Gonzaga. Yep. I think, I don't know I don't know what it is with you Gonzaga. You don't trust Roy? You don't trust, or what's Rui? It? Rui? You don't trust Rui? I don't know what it is with Gonzaga. Hachimura? I don't know what it is with Gonzaga, but whenever I follow a game and Gonzaga's a part of it, there always seem there is always some doubt factor. Always, there's always some doubt factor. You never know. That could be like the chip on their shoulder that they know that they have the that there's a dude. Doubt they factor. lost. They lost to St. Mary's. Remember, they lost to St. Mary's what two nights yeah. ago? I mean, I mean, St. Mary's is a respectable, respectable. But you can't program. lose sixty to forty-seven. That's true. That's okay. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Not even score. Wow, that's pretty bad. Not score fifty points. R- Rui, you gotta step it up. Step it up. John Morant's coming for you. <laughs> All right, so you guys are both on the Murray State Murray State hype with John Morant. I'm gonna have to go with I'm gonna have to go kind of not against, but like go with a team that could very well be a first first round matchup for Murray State or a second round matchup um, in Florida State. Ooh, I think that yeah. Florida State could actually legitimately legitimately make a deep run, just because again I, I'm, I'm I don't know why I. I'm super biased towards the ACC because you know the ACC is like the the basketball conference in my opinion. Um, but when it comes to Florida State, just the way they've been trending in the last couple of days, um, they're playing really well. And the only I think real big loss that they have to reflect upon um, as of late um, was their they got blown out by UNC um, on February twenty third. They lost pretty badly. Um, they lost by eighteen. So, but you know the other the other games that they've lost, they really haven't been huge losses. And I think that this team, especially seeing teams like Duke and team teams like like um, Virginia or um, Virginia Tech or UNC Notre Dame, um, maybe not Notre Dame this season, but just those teams in general. Seeing the way that they trend against against these teams, mm-hmm. I think that they're gonna stomp a lot of teams coming into the tournament. That they're gonna that doesn't really matter who's coming out because they know even if they don't win the ACC, that they're still gonna be a they're they're a top dog amongst most of the competition. Yeah, they're gonna play their brand of basketball. They are, and and um, I'm not saying that they're gonna go like crazy crazy far. I think at the very most they're an elite eight team. The very most that's like their ceiling. I think, but. They're definitely not going to be an early exit. I don't think. I hope not. I'm going to pick them to go pretty far in my bracket. So I hope. I really hope yeah. not. Yeah, but um, yeah, I don't know. I just I have a good feeling about Florida State this year. I mean, honestly, but my my good feeling is is as good as anyone else's. Even you don't even have to follow college basketball. So if you really are just trying to stay and um, get a part of this whole movement of March Madness, fill out a bracket. I mean, literally, I have people. I've had friends who have filled out brackets like based off mascots and yeah. they've done better than some of my other friends. Yeah. So fill out a bracket. Um, Selection Sunday is have coming fun up. With it. Have, fun, have fun. Honestly, have fun with it. Get into a pool of friends, see who mm-hmm. has the best bracket. We probably should do one. Um, yeah. well, 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 I think we should do one and then come next podcast, it'll be already be the Respe- first or second re- round. Report like well, how we did. Yeah. Cause like, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I've, 
Uh, no, honestly, I, there's really no skill in picking these teams. Like, you just kind of pick. Nobody, yeah. nobody has the secret. There's nobody no has the secret. Thing. No one's like, ever gotten a perfect bracket. No one has, and it's yeah. and I think what's the chance? The statistical, the statistical odds are like one in five quintillion or something it's, like yeah, that. One in nine quintillion or something like that. It's, it's impossible. But it's kind of fun to see how far you, how, how good of a of a bracket you can pick mm-hmm. just based off like whatever, however you decide to do it. Yeah. So, um, selection Sunday. It's two days. Well, it'll be a day when this airs, but. Make a bracket. Yeah, Make once a bracket. once the bracket comes out, you fill yours. Fill yours. Yeah. And then if you if you think you got a better uh, bracket than one of us, because I think we should some somehow find a way to publish our brackets. Oh, we definitely will. We'll put it on we'll put it on the Instagram. Instagram. Put it on Instagram. Um, and then send then viewers who think they got a better bracket then send it to us so we can see we have video or we have a photo evidence photo evidence so that when you do when after the first round if you can message us on Instagram say I got a better bracket than half you guys. Yeah, we'll give you a shout out. Yeah, call one of us out. Say hey, what were you guys yeah. thinking? What were you thinking? Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll explain our points. We'll explain yeah. our points yeah, explain where we come points. from. So I think that'll be that'll be healthy and that'll be a good thing. So if you really want to be featured on the podcast, um, send us send us your bracket. So yeah. that's gonna close close the book on on this first part of the podcast. Um, but now we get to move into some hot news, some really hot news. The National Football League. There has been some crazy movement over the past couple of days. Um, you all, for those of you who follow football, you already know. You're probably already salivating at the lips knowing what we're about to talk about right now. And for those of you who don't know, get ready because it's a whirlwind. But which do we want to start with? I think we start with, with, with AB. I think we start with Antonio Brown. Yes. Peyton is, Raider Peyton, Nation, baby. Peyton, Raider is, Nation. Peyton is ecstatic for me to talk about this first, for us to t- cover this first because it's his team. Oakland. Oh. Oak, the town. Oh, the town, baby. <laughs> We're back. Raider Nation's back. <laughs> Hopefully. Mm, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. Okay. Oakland, you're looking like a decent team this year. I don't know if it's back. We are not completely back yet. We just... Well, they're on the come up. You're they're on the come, come up. up. All right. My, my main concern right now with the team is the defensive line still. Yep. Obviously. Because we really haven't found a replacement for Khalil Mack yet. And I don't, well, of course, we never will. We never will. But, <laughs> I mean, it's pretty obvious. That's a generation-type talent. And you, gone. I don't want to talk about it anymore. But <laughs> you, we just need some decent pass. Good thing we have a lot of picks in this upcoming draft. Because we made these moves in the offseason and hadn't even hit the draft yet. So, that could that's even more potential. Maybe even trade a first-round pick for good D-linemen. And, you know, just build off of that. Because we have... So much potential now, just from the moves we have made now, and for the upcoming draft. Before we even like continue, for those of you who don't know, Antonio Brown is an Oakland Raider, one of the best Oakland receivers. Raider, one of the best receivers in, in football. Number one, probably. Probably number one. Uh, pretty much number one, and maybe number two in some people's if you want. To who would you put number one? Okay, maybe if you talk, if some people are biased towards Odell. But yeah, but but maybe. that's up for debate. But for pretty much a an elite level receiver, yes. like. Easily like top two minimum. Yes. Um, of the National Football League right now is now went from the Pittsburgh Steelers to the Oakland Raiders. I just love his excitement too, just to come to the Raiders. That was my favorite thing about it all. Just about how he was so ready to get to work with Derek Carr, because Derek Carr is my quarterback. I, I've been saying this. I say it to Mac all the time. He's not on the podcast right now, but. He hates on Derek Carr, and I'm just, I'm heartbroken to hear that because I really feel like Derek Carr, he's not 
I'm not saying he's an elite, elite quarterback, but he has shown his flash of greatness in that 13-3 and three season that went down in injury. Mm-hmm. So, somebody like that with A.B. and his work ethic is going to be very fun to watch. And I feel like those two, that duo, will just make so much noise throughout the league. And it's going to... It's... I don't know. Gruden era. Gruden era back of football. Let's say that. We'll see. See... But, what are, what are your guys' doubts about it? That's what Okay, I here's not I don't have a doubt about it. I I think as a Charger fan, I'm kind of getting a little worried cuz I'm piecing together with what you guys have. I know like not to get sidetracked from the um the AB trade, but you guys traded your offensive tackle, your best tackle. It, it was a release, yeah. We had the release to make Yeah. Fun. You'd uh, let him go to the Jets. But you guys picked up uh, former Chargers wide receiver Tyrell Williams. And I was like, no, of all teams to go to, because Tyrell was balling out last year. When Keenan Allen was out, he He was balling out. And then him with AB, and then if you re-sign Jared Cook or get a tight end in the draft somehow, it's looking like a pretty good team. But I don't know. As a Charger fan, it's not looking good. But I do have to give mad respect to Oakland for fleecing the... uh, Pittsburgh Steelers on the steal. Which is kind of like, not really a segue, but kind of like a... Segue to the next deal. Health, health, well, segue to the next deal, but also kind of a nice, healthy integration of like, of our winners and losers. So you definitely, I know, I know you've been, you've, you've been talking about this. Yes. Uh, even in our group chat, our little podcast group chat, that you think that the Steelers got fleeced. Just yeah. highway robbery. Like, yes. Like, it's, it's really bad. And before we even touch on it, let's touch on the Le'Veon Bell deal. Yeah, so Le'Veon Bell, arguably one of the best running, running backs, backs in football, who also was a Pittsburgh Steeler, yes. is now is now a New York Jet. This was catastrophic for... No, it's not... Okay, I'm not even t- talking about the Jets, because the Jets got a great talent. He's He saved his body and a, a year's worth of hits and carries yep, and whatnot. Exactly. Um, they don't have to pay him as much as he originally wanted when he started his holdout. Um, but man, the Steelers! What did you guys do? Two years, two two years. You had two years ago. You had Antonio Brown, Ben Roethlisberger, who was looking like a revitalized Ben Roethlisberger, like he actually wanted to play again. And Le'Veon Bell out all, all out on the field. And Juju. And Juju. And you know, Juju rookie, Smith- was a rookie Juju. Yeah, yeah, rookie Juju, like. How did this happen to now you only have Ben Roethlisberger, who's being scapegoated as the reason why Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell, like, they were left. they left. And now you have Juju Smith-Schuster, who I really like, who I feel bad is kind of being left in the situation. But Steelers, what are you guys doing? Um, but yeah, I think that's the biggest takeaway. Like, at least with Le'Veon to the, the Jets, the Jets who got Osemele, um, who I didn't uh, elaborate on, who got Osemele, who's a... But they got him for a pretty good deal, so if it works out, that's good for them. If he can stay healthy. If he can stay healthy, he's he, was, he made the Pro Bowl. I think he made the Pro Bowl mm-hmm. when he was healthy. But, yeah, Le'Veon with them, um, Sam Darnold, who looked, who showed flashes of being pretty good. I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be like Derek Carr, but a little bit better. Sam Darnold. See, here, okay. Wow. See, I'm not, I'm not trying to pick a bone, but I kind of am because I don't really like Derek Carr that much. Um, ah, you got char- you got a Charger fan and a Raider fan in the, in the house, so it makes sense. Yeah, it's all natural. But um, yeah, Le'Veon to the Jets, good deal for the Jets. Um, it's not even a, it wasn't even a trade; it was just a free agent signing. Mm-hmm. But man, uh, 
y'all know my loser, big loser of the the free agency, the start of the free agency period, and that is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Especially with uh, no, 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 no. I'll, I'll I'll save that for later. Okay. All right. Next move. Next move. Another huge wide receiver on the move. Odell Beckham Jr. The one-handed catch machine. I watched that live. You watched it live? I watched it live. You watched it live. I saw it at my grandma's house. I know exactly where I was sitting. <laughs> you know, you know it's, like, it's like one of those, you know where you were. When, when See, that's the, that's the thing about that moment, is that it's one of those moments where you know where you were when you saw it. Yeah. And that's one of the moments I, I exactly know where I was when I saw it, too. I was sitting, yeah. I, yeah, I know exactly where I was. You're sitting in your grandma's house, yep. on the couch, watching yes. TV. Yes. And you saw that man fall back with one hand. Catch a ball for a touchdown. Yes. Wild. He is no longer be wearing the red, the red and blue for the, for the Giants. Mm-hmm. He will be suiting up brown in that orange, really ugly <laughs> brown and orange. Home Depot. Home Depot. Oh, gosh. I don't even want to. It's just so bad. Enjoying Baker Nation. Hey. The Cleveland Browns. And the back with his brother from LSU. Jarvis Landry, Jarvis, the juice. That's right. Juice Landry. So it's gonna you're gonna have the the LSU. When 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 was this? What year was this? 2013. 2013. LSU, LSU. Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham receiving core. That is gonna be mm. really really fun to watch, especially with Baker under center. Yes. It will be very fun to watch. Now Baker has he already had weapons, but now he actually has like an he's, arsenal. He's stacked like. Look, this team has to be the favorite. Has to be the favorite to win the NFC or AFC North. Yeah, they have to. Like, no disrespect to the Ravens who made good picks with getting Mark Ingram, which was a questionable pick, but they got Earl Thomas, who's the best, one of the best free safeties in the uh, game. They did lose a lot of big defensive. They, they did like CJ Mosley, but they really shored up that secondary, mm-hmm. and that'll be good going up against the Browns, who although. They're going to be pass-heavy with two good receivers. I do think the Browns are going to be better than the Ravens. I agree. Solely because the Browns, look at their their whole team now. you got Miles Garrett on the defensive line. you got, forgot his name in the uh, the linebacker position, but you have a really good secondary. you got Denzel Ward, who was one of the best defensive players of the year, uh, rookies, last year. But on the offensive side, offensive side, you got Odell. Then you have Jarvis on the other side. You have Njoku, who's a physical beast That's lining up at tight end. Yeah. You have Nick Chubb, who won his spot as he came. I think he was like the third back to start the year. Won his spot, and it was a monster in fantasy if you had him. And you have Baker Mayfield, who has earned my respect. Uh, y'all were hating on Baker in the earlier in the season. See, yeah, That's right. Oh That's my right. God, I was advocating for him all year. I remember the. I remember after the first game, the podcast after the first game when he like scored and whatnot. Like you went nuts. Oh my like, gosh! I, I'm ready for the Baker era. That's dude, I'm, I'm telling you, this Cleveland's looking real nice. Baker Nation, baby. Baker, Baker Nation. Nation. As, man, man, that's gonna be a filthy team now. It is. It really is, and. I'm excited to see. I'm I'm excited to finally see. Okay, maybe not. Maybe not. The Browns can have their thing. The Cavaliers cannot. That's the story of the day. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm sorry. I'm glad to see the Browns are finally pulling themselves out of like 
consistent mediocrity. Like this has just been okay. Well, that, for, for the Browns, it hasn't even been mediocrity. Yeah, it's been it's, it's been literally just like awfulness. Yeah, awfulness. Awfulness. Straight up. I mean, okay, if we're gonna talk mediocrity, we can talk about a, like a bunch of teams. But yeah, the Browns have literally just been awful. Yeah. Um. Okay. Next move. Um. In one of the last big moves of I don't know, I want to say big. This is like honestly, I feel bad because saying big moves now because like we've said like four, three big moves, and now we're gonna get to this move, and it's not really <laughs> that big. But it's um, big considering this the the team that he's going to. Right. Right. So it's gonna be Nick Foles to the Jags. No he goes more from he's Blake he's Foles. not he's not he's Phil, Nick Foles is no longer an Eagle. He will be a Jaguar come this fall. Good move. Good the move. money? Eh. The personnel? The right guy? I think so. I think so. I think this is a good move. I think moving on from Blake Bortles was they necessary. To. That was Jeez. Necessary. I, I don't know what they were thinking signing Blake Bortles to, I think, like three years, 75. It was one of the worst deals I've ever seen because this dude, man, this dude, like, and there's some throws I think I can make better than this dude. Blake Bortles. <laughs> hey, Blake Bortles, where you at? Wow. But, but really, okay, I'm glad Nick Foles is a Jacksonville Jaguar. He's finally getting his team. Yep. Because I know that he was with the che- uh, he was with the Eagles when uh, – who went down? I forgot who went down. But then he, Foles had the team. Carson Wentz. No, no, no. This before, was before. Oh, before. Before. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, forgot. Yeah, yeah. Was it Mike Vick? Was it – Vick went down and then it was – It was Vick. Yeah, Vick, Vick, Vick went down. Foles steps in and he has a fantastic season. Then he gets right. moved to the Chiefs. And then he's just like, just there. He like he. I don't remember him suiting up or playing at all for the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Then he finds his way back to Philly. We all know what happens in twenty seventeen with that magical the Philly uh, special. Philly special. Um, but now he's finally escaped the drama of Philly. He's now on his own team, which I think is an okay team. There's some controversy there. I don't think Leonard Fournette's not the best back in the world. And I think Jalen Ramsey kind of have has his foot out the door. With he kind of wants to request a trade, but this I'm glad for Nick Foles because he finally gets his team. Yeah, which is good. That's in once again a Super Bowl MVP right there. Exactly. So you could. That's why I say when you say the money. Yeah, I'm just like you know what, throw on the money. The dudes basically earned it. I mean, yeah. you don't really have many Super Bowl MVPs. Just coming um, to your team like that. Exactly. So. It's so yeah, definitely a good move. Yeah, absolutely. So that's the big... Those are the moves. Those are the big moves. Um, we've had a lot of smaller moves. I don't know if you guys really want to talk about them too much. Or Any, is, there, is there a move that you want to talk about that we haven't t- talked about yet? Okay, well, let's, let's talk about the winners and losers, and then we'll talk about, like... The... All right, well, I think, honestly, I don't know. Do you have a different loser than, than what he has? Cause... No, Steelers definitely are the biggest yeah, loser. Yeah, Steelers, the biggest Steelers, Steelers are the biggest loser, but on the low, this is tying into my questionable move of the early free agency period. The on-the-low loser, but it shouldn't be on-the-low. They, they've This organization's been absolutely terrible. I don't say absolutely terrible. They've been not good. At least um, front office wise. Uh, who is it? The New York Giants. Yes. The boys in yes. blue. What were you thinking? Odell for was a first and a third. The fact that they got rid of Odell before they got rid of Eli Manning is That's, a problem. Itself. That is right there. Exactly. Eli, even before last year, should have been shipped off to Staten Island. Okay. Like, <laughs> come on, like, eat, like, you guys could have picked up someone better. You could have just like. 
traded for Blake Bortles, and I think he would have been better than Eli. Right. Yeah. That's how bad he, like I don't think Eli is. I know there's like been a few games where he did play well, but let's be honest, it's Saquon's team now. Yep. Yeah. But even with Odell on the roster, because Odell couldn't get the ball because of Eli. And uh, you know, there's plenty of good uh, free agent quarterbacks on the market, <clears throat> Kaepernick. But you know, no one wants to give him a job, and you have now you had to get rid of, quite honestly, the number the number two best receiver in the league. Number one, I mean, number global one. icon. I think global, global icon, icon, global icon with the ramen hair and everything. Now he is going to be at Cleveland Brown. Cleveland Brown, and and that's the thing, especially with New York, is that he his play style, or at least Odell's play style, was so New York. It was so sh- it was showy, but he had all the requisite things to back it up. Exactly, he had the athleticism. exactly. It sucks that he's out of New York. I know Saquon is going to flourish being the lone guy in New York. Thirty he, carries a night. And 30 carries a night. Okay, but the reason why, another this is another reason why the New York front office, I think it's Dave Gettleman, I forget who else I want to call out by name. Wow. Like, look at this, look at this deal to Golden Tate. He's 30 years old. He got traded from the, what was it? The Eagles. No, the, the Lions. Lions to the Eagles. Do you remember have, him having a big play at all while on the Eagles? See, exactly. Maybe okay, one, bingo. One. Right there. He gets signed to a four-year, four-year, $37.5 million contract. A, a $10 million signing bonus. This is a lot of money. A, a, $10, million sign, a $10 million signing bonus. This dude is getting... A boatload of money at the age of thirty. Like what? Where? Where do you think that you're gonna get with a thirty-two-year-old Golden Tate and a next-year rookie or one-year in the league quarterback? And I know you got Saquon, but you can't really go far with that. You're you're handicapping your team. And as much as I do not like the Giants, I do like the Giants for beating the Patriots in the Super Bowls those past mm-hmm. years. As much as I do not like the Giants, there's gotta you gotta come at the heads of these guys in the front office like this this is an absolute travesty what they're doing to the new york giants like new york giants football team um, especially since the way that new york is built up as a brand yes the oh, way that, yeah. the way, that's the thing it's the biggest market it's one of the biggest markets if not, if not the biggest market and you're doing it to a team like this that's like it's just like what that what the and this is kind of cross going cross no, no no but i want you to yeah talk about it, it. it's 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 literally I, like the yankees and the yankees are literally carrying new york because the Knicks and the Giants have no idea. They were running around with like chickens with heads cut off. Like the front office don't they don't know what they're doing with their teams. And it's really sad to see because like we've talked about, big market teams, they are they're they have spoils. They have the money, they have the clout, they have the culture to go out and get big name players. And when you have a a homegrown talent in like in Odell where you draft him, and then he becomes an icon in New York, mm-hmm. and then now you just toss him away like he's chump change. Like you can't do that. You can't. You and especially when you know that he's not the problem. And I think that's the, this is going to segue really well in just the way that that the NFL in general is just ha- is the way they handle things. Like they don't they don't recognize the actual problem. They reckon mm-hmm. they just scapegoat. They move guys because they because they're like oh, whatever we think that this is the problem when they don't actually realize the problem that's right in front of them, and I think the Giants are missing a huge thing by getting rid of, getting rid of Odell, 
and not kicking kicking Eli, Eli. to Canada. Like, <laughs> kick him out. Of, like, Niagara Falls is right there, man. Just kick him out of New yeah. York. Get him out of there. Yeah. But they're, they're like, oh, no, he's our guy. So they're going to keep with him, which is just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. They're blowing it. They're blowing it. Who are the guys that who who are the, who are the front office guys that you're coming for? Uh, oh, I, I wasn't even looking. I was I was just like basking in your rant right there. No, it was, um, it was no. I, honestly, dude, I New will, York Giants. I'm not a New York fan, but if you're a New York fan, you should be an outrage. Yeah. Oh. If definitely. you're if you're a Giants fan, you should be an outrage. Just the way that. I was right. Dave Gettleman, senior vice president and general manager. Dave Gettleman. Wait, what is th- what is this? <laughs> what is wrong with you, Dave? Like, I know you got. I know you got. What? Um, who 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 they get back? Um, Jabril Peppers. I know he's nice, but you let college. Land- <laughs> I know, and you let, but you let you let Landon Collins go too. It's like you got. You're letting these good players go, and as much as we want to, as much as I'm not really a New York Giants fan, you want to see the. The what do you call? It? You want to see the big markets do well. I, I don't know. Some people want to. Some and, people. Well, it's just. And what I feel. You I feel. I feel bad that New York's been, as much as I'm an anti-New York fan, is that New York has been not given three good teams all at once in the major three sports: right. baseball, football, and basketball. There's never been a time. Like, and to be honest, I think the that's why I say the Yankees carry New York. Yeah. The Yankees are New York yeah. because I feel like they're the only team. To be honest, I think they are really the only team in New York that's had legitimate success. Bringing success, yeah. Legitimate, like, championship success. I mean, you have the spoiled... Well, you, the sp- what's up? You have the Giants, who've won, like, in the middle, late 2000s to early 2010s era. But in the past five years, oh, all Yankees, for right, sure. Right, And And, yeah, you're right. They, I, I guess I should put some respect on the Giants in the way that they, they've, they've won a couple. And really, to be honest, those are they were, they were even more hyped up just because they beat... Tom Brady's Tom Brady's hey, Elon page, Manning pages. is still the Tom Brady killer. So exactly, but yeah, you're right. The, the these the with these teams with the big markets, you hope that like you think that like okay, money market with culture and everything equals success. That's not mm. always the case, unfortunately. Apparently, especially for some reason in football and basketball in New York. Um, but yeah, this is this is this is a whole another topic that we can cover another day um, when it comes to big market, small market, because we have talked about this extensively um, mm-hmm. across multiple sports when it comes to how your market size will def- will really will define your ceiling in a lot of ways, unless you have a game changing player player, mm-hmm. and that's very ri- that's that's generational, yeah. right? I mean, so. Anyway, that's that's kind of the big transactional part of the NFL we want to cover. In the last couple of minutes, I'm going to cover something. Peyton, I know you you had you had some news that was news to me because I've been kind of off the grid a little bit with with my news. I just kind of get the gather my news really quickly right before we start this mm-hmm. podcast. But you had some news that I know is very pertinent to what we've been talking about the last couple of weeks. Yes, Kareem Hunt has been handed an eight game suspension, wow. so he will not be playing. First eight weeks with the Browns. Has he been taken off the the uh, exempt list? I'm pretty sure he has. I am I'm, I'm not completely up. sure. But, but I just you, know the NFL just handed down right. Suspension. So if you don't know, if you haven't been following the podcast, that's okay. Um, welcome. First of all, we should have said that at the beginning. <laughs> but so Kareem Hunt, he had a whole he had a whole um, domestic violence scandal a couple of months back, and he lost his job. Fittingly, 
made sense. Good on the Chiefs. They immediately. released him immediately, immediately. Within what, like hours yeah. of news breaking, he was jobless. Makes sense. That's something that's super, super unacceptable, um, the way we see it. And then he gets a job about a month back, right? Just about It's about a month, right? About mm-hmm. a month ago, he got a job with the Cleveland Browns. And I just thought that that is just so bad. The fact that's, that, that we're not... We haven't even gotten to the point yet in society where we're, we're, we're even not, we probably have as like, as if uh, not at this, at that level, but at other levels where like, if someone does something like that, you don't just get a job three months later. Like you're, mm-hmm. you're going to be searching you're going to have to think about what you did and really evaluate like where you go from there. Cause that's a huge, huge screw up and it's not something that should be encouraged or, um, no, condoned in any way yeah and it's not a snap it's not a small slap on the wrist type of thing and normally i'm usually one to destroy the nfl just because i'm not a huge fan of the nfl um in the way that they handle things the but slave owner yeah 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 100 percent. and uh, actually before I'm, i'll sidebar this in just a second but i want to finish this thought that that kareem that i, I guess like it's like a one of those slow claps like a like, great job, NFL, for for suspending Kareem Hunt. I mean, that should have been, like, there should have been, I think, a much harsher punishment. But, like, I guess you can kind of say that's a punishment and say, like, yeah, you don't get to suit up and play for, play for your team because, like, I don't know. That's well, just me. Well, yeah. And the thing is, is that I think that this is, like, I think this is a bad step. You like, think it's a bad step? The suspension. Yeah. Because here's here's what it does. It entertains that he's he's even gonna have the chance to play again. Exactly. He's on the commissioner's exempt list, and on for people who don't know about the commissioner's exempt list, it pretty much means you cannot practice, you cannot attend games, you cannot go to the facilities. You're on the exempt list. The fact that they're even handing him a suspension, saying, "Hey, if you get off this list," which I don't know why he would be off this list ever. Right. We're still we're gonna force you eight games, eight games that. He should not even be given the shot to be, sit out. Exactly. That's what. I, that's why I mean. Like it's a slow clap. Like I. I guess. Like I'm not even saying good job NFL. I can't really say that. Even if I did say it, I didn't actually mean it because it's not really a good job. Because like, you're you're enabling this. You're enabling this kind of behavior to be okay. Because you're like, oh yeah, you can land a job and then you can get a land a suspension and then from that suspension you could play again. All right. You're right back. Right back. We're right back to square one. So. I don't know, man. I just I, I feel like that things need to happen. Things need to start to change. One like a foot needs to be put down for in real a situation like this. And sidebar, um, I want to sidebar just a quick second, just because since we're talking about the NFL and how, remember we were talking. I was talking earlier about like um, not recognizing the actual problem mm-hmm. um, and scapegoating people. So I'll touch very quickly on Colin Kaepernick, and it was because. Um, my dad the other day was telling me about a quote he heard on the radio, and actually it was so true. It's so true. And for those of you, you'll actually for those of you Colin Kaepernick fans out there, um, even if you're not a Colin Kaepernick fan, you're gonna have to realize that this is the reality. If you're a Star Wars fan too, really listen in for a sec. Y'all remember in Star Wars, the very first Star Wars that came out back in the '70s, when Obi Wan Kenobi's fighting Darth Vader, mm-hmm. and they're in that lightsaber battle, and then right at the end, right before. Darth Vader strikes him down. Obi-Wan says, you can strike me down, Darth. But you, something along the lines of, you destroy me, I will become more powerful, powerful than you could ever imagine. 
that's literally Colin Kaepernick is the Obi Wan Kenobi of football, because the Darth Vader is the NFL, and they struck him down, made him undesirable as as an as as like someone to get a job, but he has now become more powerful as a political activist and as a social as a social um, activist social activist like than you could have ever have thought. Anybody that didn't even like Colin Kaepernick as he was playing in the league and calling him an overrated quarterback and everything, sided with him basically after that whole situation. Even when he lost his job, everyone's like, nah, he still deserves to be... At least a backup somewhere. Have a job. Like, But that's a whole other issue we can cover another time. But when it comes to not recognizing the problem, the NFL isn't recognizing the problem at hand Mm -hmm. it's not like oh i don't even know what they think the problem is i I really don't even know i'm i'm so dumbfounded at this point i'm so kind of at a a loss with the nfl because i'm like where do they what do they actually think of the problem is here they think it's the players like because they obviously don't they they think they're like oh yeah we're going to condemn players for speaking their mind but when they go and beat people up um, on the streets, and they go, like, really hurt other people, like, yeah. actually, we're still going to give him a job and we're still going to let him play. Yeah. Or even ha- entertain the idea, like Nick said. So, again, when you, when you if, if you're listening to the podcast and and I'm the host for the week, you're going to you're gonna, you're gonna hear a lot of, <laughs> oh, yeah. a lot of, a lot oh, of heated yeah. discussions like this, and I hope you're ready for it. If not, um, if not, it's okay. Welcome. This is going to be a regular <laughs> thing. So that's really going to bring us to a kind of close and end to this week of State of Sports Podcast. Unless you guys have another big thing that you want to talk about right now that's any super super, super pressing. No, I think we're good. All right, perfect. Um, but again, for those of you just listening in, follow us. Um, for the first time, follow us on Instagram. Um, we are all over the place. If you follow us, um, we'll follow you back. And support us and we're be on the lookout we're going to be saying a lot of things on the podcast to how to get you all involved and a lot of things um doing a lot of things promotionals on instagram to get you all involved so keep on the lookout for that make sure to uh, submit your brackets come monday right right submit your brackets submit your brackets come monday so that we can we can get those feature on the podcast and we really want to get your feedback so don't forget to give us feedback we really love hearing it all um but from all of us at state of sports um I'm Matt Leong. I'm Nick Riccario. And I'm Peyton Smith. And from our friend who's not here, Mac Dolphy, um, we'll see you next time. Later, Peyton.